Gas evildoers, and welcome to the Saint Canar Files, a Darkwing Duck podcast. I'm your host, Will Santana, and I'm Mike Russo. And look, your belly button showing. Ooh, it's full of spacelin. <laughs> hey, how's it going, Mike? It's good. It's good. Um, as we are recording this, the uh, Oscars are on right now, so I'm trying to keep tabs on that because in animation news, Toy Story 4 just won uh, Best Animated Film of last year. So good for it. I really enjoyed that film. I did too. I was. I was a little disappointed that uh, Frozen 2 was snubbed because I loved Frozen 2. But um, Toy Story 4, I'm, I'm totally cool with that one. One, at the time of this recording, best song has not been uh, revealed yet. So I'm hoping okay. into the unknown one. My uh, family loves that song. So I'm hoping that's the one that wins. If it doesn't, you know. Um, but you know, congratulations, Toy Story 4. Good film. Oh, yeah. I liked it, man. I like how they brought uh, Bo Peep back onto, onto that one. Yeah, I love Forky. Forky's great. <laughs> yeah, Forky's hilarious, man. But uh, Mike, where can they find our podcast at, man? Oh, tons and tons of places. We are, of course, the St. Canard Files of Darkwing Duck podcast. We are on Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, Apple devices, uh, Pocket Cast, Radio Public. Uh, you can watch us on YouTube. We are also on iHeartRadio, Pandora. And of course, if you own an Alexa, you can listen to us on that as well. Oh, so right. we are everywhere you want to be. Get them, Mike. You're getting better with it, man. <laughs> and, the, and the thing is, I keep adding them to you, man, but you, you're doing fine with it, man. And they don't write these down. It's all from memory. <laughs> all right, you know, well, guys, Mike... there's, also, there's also a ton of other others that I never mentioned. There are a lot of other apps we're on. I just can't mention them all. So <laughs> You do all right, though. I, I'm impressed, man. I try. But, uh, but, all right, well, Mike, I'm going to get into our shout-outs, you know, at the beginning of the episode this time. And, um, matter of fact, we're just going to do it for now on at the beginning. Uh, this time we're going to our Instagram page, Mike, which you have no knowledge of, but that's another day, another time. All right, we got <laughs> – all right, well, we got. I'm going to give a shout-out to Turtle Piece of Power, uh, Pancho, Panchito Pistols, uh, Saturday Morning Girls, Art Strong 86 uh, uh there's a couple of them that have like official darkwing duck darkwing duck official and there was one i'm trying to find on here it's like xxx uh exotic girl or something like that and no she does not po post those kind of photos like she's a real oh. person i don't know why she picked that name but sounds exotic though <laughs> <laughs> yeah so that, that's who's following us on instagram so i want to give a shout out to you guys there's more on instagram just can't name you all at, all at once mike you had a shout out today I do have a shout out. This is a big one. It's someone we all know. It was a voice of our childhood. He was a duck. He was a stuffed bear. He was a bobcat. Uh, Jim Cummings follows our page. He likes many things on our page. He shares things on our page. If you see one of our posts suddenly explode in terms of reach, that's usually because Jim shared it. Um, we're so happy that he pays attention to what we're doing. We're so happy he shares our stuff, that he likes our stuff. Um, I don't know if he listens to the podcast. I really hope he does. Jim, if you are listening, we love you, man. Thank you for the support. And um, 
we're both getting to meet you this year. And um, I just wanted to mention it because I think it's amazing that he is following our page. Jim Cummings? Who's that, Mike? Jim Cummings. I've never like heard I said, of him. a stuffed bear, a bobcat, a duck, a firefly, a cat. I can name so many characters he's played. Come on, man. You know who Jim Cummings is. <laughs> All right, Jim, before we get into the episode today, uh, do you have a favorite space or alien-type movies? Well, I wouldn't say I have any favorites, but I do like a whole bunch. Probably some that you like as well. I mean, Alien. Mm-hmm. You know, in space, no one can hear you scream, of course. <laughs> um, which one do you prefer, the first or the second? Uh, second. Because those are the only two that matter. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I like both, though, but I, I do prefer the second one over the first one. But I, I, I won't complain if someone made me watch the first one. Not one you bit. Can't, you can't deny how important the first one is. Mm-hmm. E.T.? I like E.T. I have um, not seen E.T. in years, but that's due for a rewatch. Yeah, it's I liked it. Uh, I didn't like the, the 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 quality, though. I watched it in uh, 4K the other day. I didn't like the way it looked in 4K. Like really? the CG. Yeah, I kind of felt like the CG made it look bad on it. You know, well, then you don't. Isn't it available without the CG? I don't I mean, know. I, I don't think Spielberg did what Lucas did. Yeah, because I, I watched. I watched Back to the Future in 4K, and when I, when I watched it in 4K, it didn't look too good. Like, some of the special effects and stuff, I was like, ooh, let me go back to standard or HD, maybe. <laughs> yeah, not everything is going to age well. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, what else? Uh, I like Transformers. Uh, not the, mo- the, the live-action ones. I like the cartoon movie and the cartoon series itself. Um, I like the Predator, uh, the, first and the first two Predator movies. I didn't like mm-hmm. the Alien versus Predator, though. Uh animation related i love lilo and stitch oh yeah oh my god my daughter loves stitch man she's obsessed with stitch (laughs) yeah i'm happy that film all the sequels and the entire tv show are all on disney plus it the tv show is so much like pokemon it's not even funny my daughter loves pokemon so i cannot wait for her to watch that show yeah and you know stitch is getting a live action uh film coming out next year right on disney plus (laughs) don't remind me (laughs) (laughs) Um, there's also Treasure Planet. Have you seen Treasure Planet? Oh, not in a long time, man. I haven't seen it in about 20 years, dude. Mm. Anything I was, else? Uh, I can tell you, I'm gonna let, name one that hasn't aged well. I'm not saying I'm promoting this one for people to watch. Is Howard the Duck. Uh, oh, I watched that Howard one like the Duck. Oh my god. Yeah, I watched that one like four or five years ago. Oh my god, that thing's aged terribly. It's a terrible movie now, man. You know which one else is pretty bad? Was that? Now, I love the Muppets, but oof, Muppets from Space. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oof, oof. That one's not a good one. All right. Well, Mike, there's a reason why we just talked about space and aliens really quick, ain't it? Yeah, there definitely is. This is actually this Darkling Duck episode we're discussing today is our first space alien episode. All right. What's the name of it? When Aliens Collide. The title is based on a 1961, I am sorry, sci-fi film called When Worlds Collide. Mm, So that's where that title comes from, When Aliens Collide. All right. And what's our production and air date? Okay. Our original air date is Tuesday, October 8th, 1991. And get this. This is the deepest we're getting in production order so far. It's 52nd in production order. Ooh, it's, it's back there. Yeah, it's super late. My guess is this one was pushed through production super fast. Mm-hmm. It probably was scripted, boarded, went to layout, and was sent to be animated really fast. And that, that's the only reason why I, w- I would assume it's come out so quick. It's mm-hmm. it's super late in production, but we're already seeing it now. Um, 
And the story editor was Tom Minton. I know we've talked about Tom Minton a bunch of times already. Mm-hmm. And our writer is Jeremy Kushner, a new writer. Didn't have much of a career. He wrote a single Tailspin episode. He wrote a Raw Tunage episode. This episode of Darkwing was his only one he wrote. And the only ma- other major thing I could find on his IMDb. Have you ever heard of the series Bump in the Night? No, I've never heard of that. It was it was a stop-motion clay animated series around the time Darkwing was airing. I only pointed out because the main characters were voiced by Jim Cummings and Rob Paulson. Oh, okay. So we got some Darkwing connections there. Um, so he only wrote that stuff. I mean, his cre- he's only got like eight credits on his IMDb. Okay. Um, and everything he worked on, he only did one episode of. So uh, this is his only Darkwing episode. Um, Who's our honestly, animator? Oh, go, oh, ahead, go Sun, ahead. It's Sun Woo. Of course it's Sun Woo. Um, <laughs> Animation is fine. Characters are on model. The drawings are fine. I mean, it was a later one based on the production order. So Sun Woo had ironed all the kinks out by now. Mm-hmm. And what do you think of this one? Really quick. Uh, Animation-wise? It was just decent. In, yeah, just in general. Oh, in general? Uh, it's okay. Uh, it's not bad, not great. It's, it's, it, was, it was slightly fun here and there. I, I, not top of the pack or anything, you know? It's one of those episodes that's not a favorite that I do enjoy when I watch, but it's one of those episodes I forget about entirely after I watch it. Yeah, and you don't I, you, you don't think about you're never going to see it on someone's list. You're never mm-hmm. going to hear someone say, oh, I like that one. It does. It's one of those episodes that never comes up, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's one of those one time watch good one time watch one. You just move on from it, you know, that's pretty much it. Yeah, yeah. that's that's about right. OK. And um, so. So, again, it's our first. By, by our date, it's our first space episode. Battle of the Brain Teasers um, actually was a much, much earlier one, but it hasn't aired yet. So this basically this makes this one our first space episode. Okay. Um, so let's start our plot here. All right. We got uh, Drake. He's watching the kids, and he's complaining about God's choices for entertainment. <laughs> yeah, and by kids, we're talking Goslin, Honker, and Tank. Yep, and Tank. We have a, a lot of Tank in this one. He's actually crucial to the plot. We got Honker's hanging around a bit too. He doesn't have much dialogue, but he he's in the scene a lot of the background and stuff, man. He's hanging around. Yeah, we have a lot of Honker. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, Drake is uh Drake's complaining. They went out for a night out with the kids because he lost the coin toss to Herb. <laughs> um, so they went to an arcade. They went to Hamburger Hippo, and it sounds it sounds like they had a great night. Mm-hmm. It really well, does. It's, it's something the kind of night I want to have as a kid. Yeah, but um, Drake's complaining, and I have one issue with this episode. I do, and you got to hear me out with this one. Okay. I feel like the theme of this episode is trust, about mm-hmm. how Drake needs to trust Goslin. I mean, that's the theme that's basically hit over hit over our heads the entire half hour. But I don't understand why the subject of trust even comes up. What does Goslin going to these places with Drake, uh, Honker, and Tank have to do with trust? It's a night out. The kids had fun. Darkwing is the one with the problem. He's complaining. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know why he's complaining, you know? And she's like, oh, Dad, but you have to trust me. I don't – the subject of trust comes up because it's the theme of the episode. But it's kind of shoehorned into it. I'm not really buying it. You know, and as we continue in the episode, we're going to see that they keep mentioning trust when it doesn't really work. And I'll keep talking about that as we get into specific parts of this plot. So okay. anyway, breaking up this conversation is the arrival of an alien spaceship. Mm-hmm. What does the spaceship look like, Will? 
It looked like a cucumber. <laughs> yeah, it's not really explained why the alien spaceships have a vegetable motif, mm-hmm. but they do. I mean, getting ahead of ourselves, Battle of the Brain Teasers, the spaceships look like hat boxes and hat racks. That makes sense. This one, they're just giant fruits for the heck of it. <laughs> I, I, I wish they explained it, you know? But yeah. it's just, it's weird for weirdness's sake. I'm not sure it really works, but I guess it's a funny visual, right? Yeah. So a creature comes out of the cucumber. Mm-hmm. We're well, not going to name him. No, not yet. Yes. Just gonna, we're just going to say alien, I guess, for now. For now, he's <laughs> alien. Describe what he looks like. Uh, He was kind of like E.T. a little bit. A little bit. He's purple. Mm-hmm. P- pink with purple polka dots, right? Yeah, and he had um, the eyes that poke out. He has your eye stalks, too. Um, and he's wearing a collar with a bow tie on it, mm-hmm. which seems to be giving him trouble. He seems to want to shapeshift into a larger f- muscular form, but the collar is preventing him from doing that. And he keeps choking, too. It's choking oh. him, too. Yeah, mm-hmm. Goslin sees right away there's something up with the uh, the collar. And Goslin's all very trusting. It's like, oh, you know, look at the alien. He needs our help. And Drake very rightfully is concerned. Like yeah. he, he's saying, we have no idea what this thing even is. Mm-hmm. And Goslin is, I would say, I don't know if you agree with me, very naive in this episode. Oh, she's been stubborn too, man. <laughs> I, I would think, I would think, especially because there was another alien episode that technically came before this, you would think Goslin would be a little bit more savvy, mm-hmm. and that if anything, she was right and Drake would be wrong. But I will say it right now. Goslin does the wrong thing pretty much the entire way through this episode. Everything bad that happens, Goslin has something to do with it. Yeah. And that's rare for the show, for Goslin to be in the wrong the entire way through. So if Goslin would just listen to Drake at the very beginning, nothing that happened in this episode would actually happen. And that's rare. Usually Drake is the fool and Goslin is the one who's talking sense. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so. Yeah, the so ha- you go okay. ahead. Yeah, I was going to say, well, Tank finds, like, this other, like, like, a small cucumber, and he believes there are jawbreakers inside of it. <laughs> yeah, little blue spheres. Yeah. Well, we, uh, it's not called spheres yet. Yeah, they don't mention yeah. what exactly they are yet. Yeah. yeah he calls them jawbreakers, and Goss is, like, all over this alien. She's just eyeing them up, and, you know. But the, the alien notices that Tank has the jawbreakers. Well, I'm going to call them jawbreakers for right now. Uh, right. Yeah, Mike. So, <laughs> so Tank pushes Honker into the alien's face just long enough mm-hmm. to pour the jawbreakers into Honker's backpack and then put some pebbles into the little cucumber to give back yeah. to the alien. Mm-hmm. Basically a swap. Yeah. And then uh, God's convinces Drake to take him home until mm-hmm. the owner shows up. <laughs> yep. She thinks he escaped from a kennel. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't um, know why she got that, but... But this is this is the, what's really funny to me is when the alien goes in the house and Launchpad is there. Did yep. you notice he had on a tutu, a, a, a birdcage on his head, and a bowling ball in his hand? Yeah, he's also <laughs> wearing a catcher's mitt. And a catcher's mitt. <laughs> and the birdcage is on his head. He's not wearing his flight cap. It is a small bird in his hair. Because <laughs> they come in and uh, Drake's like, Launchpad is not going to believe this. And they turn around, and there's Launchpad with the tutu and the bowling ball and the birdcage. (laughs) 
Yeah, and then uh, the aliens on the table and notices the the jawbreakers are missing. Can't really say what they are yet, but yeah, he opens a tiny cucumber container, sees there are pebbles in there, and then Goslin, who like desperately wants to get that collar off of him, shows up with a blowtorch. <laughs> yeah, but at she... least she's but at least she's wearing eye protection. I'll give her that. <laughs> yeah, she did. I, I didn't even notice that, but she did. Now that I think about it. <laughs> so the, the alien runs inside, crashes into Drake, turns over the couch. And Launchpad's trying to explain what happened to him. We're getting only the end of the story. Like, I don't remember all of it. Like, he runs into the the, the ballet class, crashes into the, uh, the the pet store. I would love to see exactly what happened to Launchpad. <laughs> yeah, but then God shows up Negaduck style, man. With a chainsaw. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, she freaks out the alien who in, inflates, gets really huge, crashes through the roof, Darkwing pops him while Drake pops him with a pin. Yeah. So um, so this is actually a first. The alien jumps into the Muddlefoot's house. Yeah, this is the first time we see the Muddlefoot's house, the rooms, the hallway, the stairs. We don't get a lot. We don't see the main floor. Mm-mm. Um, We see upstairs, we see Tank and Honker's bedroom and the upstairs landing. Um. I will say it's designed a lot like the Mallard house, but oh my lord, the gaudiest blue wallpaper you've ever seen. <laughs> which which makes total sense considering what Binky's fashion choices probably are. Yeah. Um yeah, like wood panel doors. It's very it's a very gaudy house. And the alien goes to threaten Tank. Mm-hmm. And you see what Goslin does? She kicks Tank right into the wall. Yeah, she kicked him pretty hard. And then uh, that's when the alien takes Honker's homework in his backpack. Yeah, it starts a bit of a running gag where um, Honker thinks the alien's going to eat his lunch. Uh, not his lunch, eat his uh, homework. Yeah, <laughs> kind of like where the where you say your dog ate your homework. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, so the alien goes back to the Mallard house, and that's when we get another spaceship. Yep. What does this one look like? Uh, it was a cabbage. It is a giant cabbage. And we get another new character. Yeah. He doesn't uh, say his name yet, but he names the other one. He does. This this alien, who's who's a robot. Mm -hmm. It looks like a robot, right? Yeah. He names our little alien for the first time. Our alien's name is Wacko. But, okay, hold on, Mike. I got to cut you off for one second. Did you notice when the robot alien walks in, what theme song was playing? Yeah, the soundtrack plays a bit of the Negaduck theme. Yeah, it was a little slightly different. The notes were slightly little different, but it was the Negaduck theme, though. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I thought it was and really cool. <laughs> so this alien, um, well, before he names Wacko, I think it's a really cool touch. He has a language uh, a translator on his chest. Yeah. And he has to tune into English. And this alien, we'll name him in a minute, was voiced by Danny Mann. We have talked about this voice actor. He was mainly um, Jay Gander Hooter on the show. Mm-hmm. And obviously he's doing a Schwarzenegger voice. Yeah. Like there's no, there's, there is absolutely no mistaking that. Um, no, like I'll be back or anything like that. And obviously this is before Terminator 2, so he doesn't do hasta la vista, baby, or anything like that. But it's <laughs> definitely, it's definitely Schwarzenegger. And then Mike, uh, a certain superhero finally shows up. Yeah, about time. Um, <laughs> yes, yes. Darkwing finally shows up. He gets an entrance. He goes, I am the squashed bug on your flying saucer windshield. And he goes, I am. And the and the robot opens up a cannon, 
blows Boom. Darkwing away, and Darkwing goes blown away by the alien menace. <laughs> and um, so the uh, wacko, the alien, the little alien escapes, hooks up with Goslin and Honker. Yeah. Because ha- Goslin's still trying to protect the alien. Mm-hmm. You know, Drake had pr- previously sent her to her room. She gets away. She sneaks out the window. Uh, the little alien climbs into the cabbage ship. Goslin gets inside, too, along with Honker. And meanwhile, Darkwing's fighting with the other alien. And he and finally, finally names himself. Finally names himself. Um, so um, the alien says, um, I'm big nasty. And Darkwing goes, and ugly, too. <laughs> like, no, that's my name, Captain Big Nasty. And he's he's a cop. Yeah, he's a cop, and he reveals that Wacko's a criminal. Yes, he's not just a criminal. He's in possession of the most explosive element in the galaxy. Mm-hmm. Those little jawbreaker things are actually called seismospheres. Oh, yep. So he's, he's an escaped criminal. And they're explosives. Very, very dangerous explosives. Yeah. Yep. So... Goslin, Wacko, and Honker fly off in the cabbage. Launchpad is the one that notices it. Mm-hmm. And then when we get to Act Two, we get a brand new vehicle for Darkwing. Yeah, has, I was gonna ask you about that. I don't think it's the Thunderquack. I think it's something else entirely. Yeah, it look it, it it resembles the Thunderquack, but you could tell it's not. No, it's a spaceship. Mm-hmm. Which is um, they never use it again. I like I like how the top spire of the uh, the bridge flips open and this spaceship just flies up into the air. Mm-hmm. Um, they never use it again though. It's kind of a shame. Yeah. So they take off into outer space and in the cabbage ship, Wacko's still trying to get that collar off. Yeah, Gods finally gets it off of him. She puts him in a uh, machine and it clearly says, "Do not remove the collar." <laughs> and um, did you catch what Honker's favorite color is? Red. Oh, no, no. Yep. He said something before red, though, didn't he? Cadmium red, medium. <laughs> and um, that's the button Goslin presses. And yeah, a big pair of scissors. You know, the machine stretches his neck. Big pair of scissors cuts it right off. And Wacko is free of the collar. Now he can talk. And who's he voiced by, Mike? Hal Rail. We've talked about him way back when. Who do he voice? Hammerhead. Yes, so he's back. He's Wacko. And Wacko's true form, um, he tried to transform before, but his true form is much taller, much more muscular. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's he's clearly crazy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I, I really hope you caught the Looney Tunes reference. No, I didn't. He spins his arm around his head like the Looney Tunes rings and goes, and that's not all. Like, that's all, folks. Oh, my God, I missed that. So he does a Looney Tune reference with his arms, like those rings at the beginning of the cartoons. Mm -hmm. That's what he's doing. Um, So, again, this guy's clearly crazy. He mentions he's got the spheres, but then realizes he actually does not have them when he looks into Honker's backpack. They're gone. Yeah, they tell him Tank has them. So we get this. One of my favorite scenes in this episode, we cut back to the Muddlefoot house. Tank's in his room. I will point out the only time we see Tank's room in the entire series He's got all the seismospheres lined up. He thinks they're jawbreakers. He picks up the tiniest one, and he's like, I don't need this thing. He throws it behind him. The explosion blows the entire roof off the house. Yeah. <laughs> and then you see Tank all, like, burnt and dizzy. He's like, oh, oh, oh and then passes out. Uh, really funny acting from Dana Hill. Again, mm-hmm. rest in peace. Um 
this might be the funniest Tank's ever been in this episode. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, Tank's blown himself up, and up in outer space, the cabbage runs out of fuel. Yeah, and Darkwing and, crashes into Wacko's plane. <laughs> yeah, Launchpad crashes right into the cabbage. Mm-hmm. Um, so they climb out, and everybody climbs down into the ship. But where's Wacko? Yeah, he, he's actually in the background, but they don't know that. They don't realize that they actually use him as the pole to slide down. Yeah. And Goslin's still vouching for him. You know, Goslin has no idea what's going on. Totally naive. And um, so Wacko makes himself known, jumps into the Thunder Quack and flies away. I'm assuming, I'm just going to call it the Thunder Quack. And when he flies away, the hole in the ship begins sucking everybody out. Goslin almost gets sucked out of the ship. In a big nasty Caesar, though. With a giant what? Plunger. Giant plunger. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, again, Goslin is just so thick. She's not getting it. She says, um, she's like, no, he isn't a criminal. He's a harmless alien monster. You tell him, Honk. And this is so funny with Honker. Again, like he said, Honker doesn't say much in this episode. But Honker goes, Wacko is a harmless? Wait. No, he isn't. <laughs> Even Honker gets it. Yeah. Goss isn't, though, but Honker Goss, drops something, though, doesn't he? He does drop one seismosphere out of his pocket. Yep, and, and Big big Nasty freaks out when he realizes what it is. Yeah, but luckily they can use this thing to restart the engine. Yep. But Big Nasty says the, the person who does it will, will definitely get burned to a crisp. And of course, who's going to do that? Yeah, only one person is going to do it. Only one person is crazy enough to do something like that. Who is it? (laughs) Darkwing. (laughs) So Darkwing puts on a spacesuit. You notice he makes sure to keep his cape out of the spacesuit. Yeah. Because of course he does. He has to keep the cape out of the spacesuit. And he's fiddling around. You know, the ship's about to drop into Earth's atmosphere. He's he he loses the seismosphere. He's all clumsy about it. Um. So how does he get the uh, the seismosphere seismosphere into the engine? I don't remember. His giant sized pea shooter never leaves oh, him without it. That's right, he did the pea shooter. Uh, but did you realize that scene kind of reminded you of Ducktales on the cr- opening credits with Scrooge? Oh, kinda. Yeah, I know what you're yeah. talking about when he's yeah. up in, he's up in outer space. Uh huh. It kind of reminded yeah. me of that a little bit. And um, the spaceship finally ends up back in St. Canard, and Darkwing's dragging behind it, bumping off cars. Yeah. Like it's, it's funny. Some of the action scenes in this one are actually pretty well staged. Yeah, Wacko's at the Muddlefoots. Oh, Wacko is going to torture Tank if he doesn't get his way. Poor mm-hmm. Tank, though, is in a body cast. <laughs> oh, Tank. But he stored these seismospheres in the closet, so uh, Wacko gets the, the seismospheres back. Just as he's about to leave is your favorite scene in the episode, animation-wise. Yeah, man. What's right, it mine yours? Too. Mine, okay. too. I do, I, I do like this scene. Okay, yeah. Well, Darkwing was in the window. Uh, explain why you liked it. Maybe we have the same reason. The the window is totally like a bright white light. Mm-hmm. It's shining behind Darkwing. And the shadows, it's just really cool and dramatic. Yeah, because his pose, the way he's, like, sitting on the window, you know, on the window ledge. So it's, like, in the white light. But he's kind of dark on that scene, you know? Yeah, because it's such a bright white light. I don't know why they chose that visually, but it was a really cool visual choice. Yeah. And the bedroom door bursts open, and Big Nasty comes in, and the white light's behind him, too. Mm-hmm. 
But he I, didn't look as cool as Darkwing, though. No, nothing ever <laughs> looks as cool as Darkwing. No, not at all. Yeah, so, so Wacko's um, trying to get out of the house, and he's trying to get back the to the ship. Mm-hmm. He bumps in the launch pad, though. They have a really funny exchange. He holds the <laughs> jar of seismospheres in Launchpad's face, and he's like, you're going to eat my wrath. And Launchpad goes, yuck, I don't eat wrath. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, Goslin, we're like three minutes into the end of the episode. Goslin finally finds out that Wacko's no guy. good. Yeah. It, t- it took her way too long. Like He's saying that, you know, you couldn't stop one alien from blowing up a planet, and Goslin walks out of the spaceship just in time to hear it. Mm-hmm. And uh, did you hear what he calls Honker? Uh, I don't remember. He calls Honker Goslin's annoying boyfriend. Oh, yeah, he sure <laughs> did. And that's when she pokes him in the eye. She, that was like no. her last straw. Yeah, she's had it. She pokes him in the eye. He loses the jar of spheres, and Honker, of all people, catches it. Mm-hmm. Normally, I wouldn't think Honker would be that skilled, but he does catch the jar. And God's Darkwing finally, gets moment. What? Yeah, I was going to say, God finally gives Darkwing the green light to go at him. <laughs> Darkwing finally gets his moment. You know, I, to be frank, Darkwing just beats the crap out of Wacko. He just jumps on him and a huge fight cloud. The rest of the characters are like standing behind him, like, go, Darkwing. Come on, go, Darkwing. Mm-hmm. Um, and like when you cut back, when, when the fight cloud clears, he's like got his hands around Wacko's neck, trying to like close a new collar around him. Yeah. So um, yeah, he does it. Uh, Wacko turns back to a little little alien again. Can't talk. He's done for. Yeah, and we get cocky Darkwing back. He claims he saved the universe by himself. Yeah, but he <laughs> he, ha- he has to concede. Captain Big Nasty was a little bit of help. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, Big Nasty leaves. He takes the seismospheres with him. Mm-hmm. Goslin goes, don't forget to recycle. It's just like, all right, all right, yeah, I get it. I just, I don't like it when cartoons go pro-environmental in such an such an obvious way, you know? Yeah. Um, but anyway, I get, whatever, recycling's important. But we get um, a cameo from one of your favorite Metalfoots. Okay, this ending is great. I do, <laughs> I do find this ending to be really, really funny, just the way it's staged. Herb thanks Drake and says... I can always trust you to look out for our family's interests. I mean, Herb's only line, but it's funny. Honker and Herb go inside the house. The second they close the door, the entire house collapses. And you can hear a tank in the background. <laughs> like the whole house, just bam. The roof caves in. The whole house is rubble. It's like the house is done for. <laughs> and it's just like, and Herb probably doesn't care. Mm-hmm. You know, Herb, Herb trusts Drake 100%. And, you know, Goslin laughs, and Drake says, you know, not one word, Goslin. Yeah. And then Goslin, and then Goslin winks at the camera. I can't stand it when characters do that. Wink directly <laughs> at the camera. <laughs> it's like, don't do that. Um, but you know what? It's um, it's entertain. It's an entertaining episode when you're in the moment watching it. I will yeah. tell it that. But it's it's never been close to my favorite. Uh, of it's, course not. It's one of those episodes I watch if I'm marathoning it. That's really about it. Yeah. I mean, it's I, not a bad episode. It, like I said no, earlier, it, it's a good one-time watch one, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's not one you would recommend to somebody new or you'd be like, oh, man, did you see that episode? It's not one of those, you know? Well, you know, is is Wacko really all that memorable? You know, that's a big question. And he's really not. It's not mm-hmm. like I would never pick this over a, a Bushroot or a Negaduck or a Quackerjack episode. Absolutely not. All right, so 
Mike, how many Gaskin canister would you give this episode? I'm going to give it a two. So it's, it's right in the same wheelhouse as the ducky phobia, which I okay. also gave it two. Okay. How about yeah, you? I, I'm giving it the same score too. Also, not just because you said that, but that's what I was honestly going to give it. I, I felt it was the average, you know, just kind of like a ducky phobia where a good one time watch went nothing. It's not terrible or nothing, you know, mm-hmm. um, but you did bring something to my attention that I didn't really think about the trust thing. Like that was a major thing that kept coming up and I don't know. Cause you never really could trust Goslin. She kept making the mistakes until she finally gave Darkwing the green light. So it was kind of like she should have trusted him, you know? Yeah. And I find with this show, it's usually Darkwing makes the mistakes mm-hmm. and Goslin's usually right. And in the end, when Darkwing puts aside his own stupidity and comes around to how everybody else thinks is when he saves the day. In this one, he's right from moment one. And Honker even gets it. Everyone gets it. And it strikes me as very weird that Goslin doesn't get it. And all of this is in service to that trust plot. Yeah. Well, which... well what I think works for this episode also, Mike, what, what makes it like a good one-time watch is like it, it kind of has a lot of good setups. Like you don't know Wacko's name. You don't know he's a criminal. When Big Nasty first shows up, he looks like a criminal, you know? Right. And, and Wacko still looks like a pet. And then it starts kind of like, oh, there's a twist. They swap, you know, swap roles. Wacko's the bad guy. Big Nasty's the cop. Uh, we don't even know his name is Wacko until like halfway through the episode. Mm-hmm. We didn't know what the uh, the spheres were. We thought they were jawbreakers or marbles or something until like close, maybe three fourths into the episode. We didn't know what they were. Yeah, you know what? Episodes like this, you can build a mystery because mm-hmm. you don't know these new characters. With most other villains that we 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 you know we love, as soon as you see that the plants are involved, you know exactly what's going on. Yeah. Or if you see a toy, you know who it is. If the power goes out, you know who it is. But an episode like this, yeah, you're right. You don't really know if Wacko's a good guy or a bad guy. Yeah. They really they for the entire first act, you don't know what the stakes are and what these new characters want. Yeah. And, and that's why I'm saying, like, to me, it's a good one time watch. You get to see the Muddlefoot's house for the first time. Honker and Tank got bigger roles in it. Even though Honker didn't talk much, his backpack played a key uh, part in the plot. You know, this isn't he doesn't talk too much, but this isn't mm-hmm. this isn't an episode where you could take him out and it would still make sense. Yeah. But you now, need him in it. You need Tank in it. OK, so for me to like now kind of bring the score down after I just said some positive. What would you rate Racco? How many gas gun canisters are you going to give Wacko? Yeah, he's pretty forgettable, honestly. Um, I'm going to give him one and a half. Okay. Um, that's not my lowest. I think I gave Trench Rot lower. Um, but, again, he's forgettable. He 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 has some possibilities. Um, I like the idea that he's all rubbery. He can stretch. But I don't feel like they really did a lot with that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, he's... He's he's very one note, you know. I don't have much to say about him because there really isn't much to him. I actually like Captain Big Nasty more than Wacko, mm-hmm. but we're not really gonna rate him, are we? No, you, no, no. Uh, I'm gonna give Wacko a two. Uh, oh. Oh, yeah, I'm a little bit more generous than me. Yeah, a little bit more generous. Uh, I thought he had some fun parts, but but what brings him down though is like, seems like Big Nasty is just. It's so easy for him to handle him, you know? 
Mm-hmm. Like even when he had the collar off, he wasn't that difficult for Big Nasty to capture him or whatever to do with him. As soon as uh, he walks into the house, he stretches his arm into the next room and immediately grabs Wacko. Yeah, so that that was the thing that kind of turned me off with Wacko. Um, but like I said, well, if it wasn't for Goslin undermining everything, yeah, he would have been caught. Like he walks out of the house at one point, holding Wacko, and mm-hmm. Goslin makes him drop him. She yeah. turns the visor down on his helmet, and he drops Wacko. And then she tosses Wacko right to the ship and lets him get away. Yeah. Every time it looks like Captain Big Nasty's got this under control, Goslin undermines everything. Mm-hmm. If she if she had just gone to her room and not done a thing, he would have grabbed Wacko and left. Yeah. So it's like, Wacko's I, I, not much of a threat. The seismosphere isn't a threat, not mm-hmm. Wacko. Yeah. And, and that's why I, I kind of feel like that's where he becomes forgettable, and that's why the episode kind of, like, most people will move on. But the first time you watch it, it's a little fun. It's, it's not bad. I like the twists. I like you get to see the muddlefoots. And Tank Tank is hilarious in this episode to me. I think this is the episode where he gets, like, the most, like, important kind of screen time. Like, I, th- I think it is. I think this one's tied with Brush with Oblivion Yeah. when it but comes it, to Tank being important to the plot. Yeah, but it's not a bad episode. A one-time watch and move on, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's that's, not one of the worst ones, though. That's mo- that, That's a lot of Darkwing episodes. I, mean, I would not I would say it. There are not too many outright bad Darkwing episodes. Most of the ones that aren't that great are like this. They're watchable. You just don't remember them after they're over. <laughs> All right, so, Mike, uh, what episode we got next, man? What episode we have next? We have... Um, we actually have the return of Stegmont. Oh, okay. And, um, Kennedy cartoons. We have not seen that studio for a very long time. We have Jurassic Jumble, which also has a new voice actor we haven't talked about. Mm-hmm. And we actually are going to have a third host on that episode. Oh, yeah? Okay. Yes. Okay. We, Anybody, um... Do you want to name him or, or her or you want to wait? Um, we have, um, our, um, I'll name them. Our co-host for this episode is going to be Curtis Finley, a really big Disney and comic book fan who mm-hmm. really wanted to do this episode because he wants to talk a bit about Kennedy cartoons, which is cool. Um, so we will, we will, you know, won't say more about that. You know, tune in next time for Jurassic Jumble for me, Will, and Curtis Finley. And, um, you know, that's it. All right. So Mike, where can I, um, find you at, man? Facebook. As always, Mike Russo. Okay. And how about you? Uh, I'm also on Facebook, Will Santana. You guys, make sure y'all like our Facebook page, The St. Canard Files, The Darkwing Duck Podcast. Make sure to follow us on Instagram, and make sure to start subbing on YouTube. We got a lot of stuff coming up on YouTube that we haven't leaked out yet. Mm-hmm. Um, also, we just, uh, on our Facebook page, uh, we were able to activate the badges on there. I don't know 100% how it works. Uh, I see some people who didn't get them, but they... They're very active on our page, so I'm not sure if it's like filtering it in or they yeah. gotta come in later. I don't know. I've I've handled the whole badge situation on my own, a different Facebook page I run, and I know that's supposed to go to people who post a lot or post lots of pictures, but it's odd. One person who literally comments and likes every single thing we post has not gotten a badge yet. Yeah. No. By now he probably has. By okay. the time you guys listen to this, he probably has. <laughs> Yeah, he has to ha- get his badge. And I we're talking about you, out. Mr. Beltran. We're talking about you. <laughs> uh, probably one of our biggest supporters. 
Yeah, man. So I, I don't know how it works, guys, but just keep posting, keep commenting, keep liking. Uh, maybe when I activated, you you hadn't just commented yet, so it hadn't shown you yet, you know, or recognize you. But just keep at it. You'll get your badge. Uh, Instagram folks, uh, y'all, please keep being active. You guys have been very active on Instagram, liking a lot of stuff. Uh, if you guys can share some of our posts, that'd be really cool. Uh, sharing, that's all I got. Sharing, sharing helps. Gets it gets the podcast out there. Yeah, instead of just just hijacking our posts, you know, sharing it really helps us get the people to where it originally came from. You know, mm-hmm. absolutely, it always it's always good to share. Okay, but that's all I got, Mike, for this episode, man. Same here. All right, so you guys, until next week, stay dangerous. Yep, keep watching the skies. <laughs> all right, y'all. Good night. Good night. <laughs>